Hey, Sales of Nation, it's Tyler Lindley, your host here. Today, I have Pete Ryan, the co-founder of CoSell on the podcast. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Great, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. So uh, just a little background, Pete uh, has had a long and successful career in software sales. He's finally jumped into the uh, founder bucket, just like a lot of you out there, co-founded CoSell this year. And uh, CoSell has some exciting growth, some exciting opportunities. CoSell is based on this idea of selling more together. And uh, it's really about finding some affiliated partners and related companies outside of the people in your organization that can help you sell with a kind of affiliate model and referrals so that you have warm introductions to prospects. Pete, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit more about why did you start CoSell and what does that mean to sell together in 2020? Yeah, just a quick background, right? So, you know, a 13-year sales vet, second-time entrepreneur, born and raised in Chicago, started my career off at Oracle, then went over to, to LinkedIn, it was like employee number 200, Breakneck growth, went through the IPO, super exciting experience. Was at LinkedIn for three and a half years and joined Double Dutch, employee number six. And Double Dutch is the mobile event app tech space. And then uh, actually started my own company called GoGoHire, which is a hiring marketplace for sales talent. So you can see this trend where I, I continue to stay in the, the sales world. Grew that to 200 million GMV, 1 million ARR. And then after two and a half years, joined Trello as their head of enterprise sales. Trello was acquired by Atlassian. And, and that happened in January 2017. And during that time, made the jump from San Francisco to Austin. So I've been like patiently waiting for on the mound, waiting for the right pitch. And that's really CoSell. And for me, the problem that we're, we're solving is really the, it's the demand gen problem, right? Where demand gen has really shifted from the ownership of marketing to sales. And sales teams are trying to drive more demand um, through what we call kind of brute force automation. The bottom line is that ma majority of sales teams, and I'm totally guilty of this, just think, okay, if we send more emails, make more phone calls, et cetera, then we're going to see more results. And really what we've seen is that's just simply not true. As these like traditional go-to-market channels really are seeing like diminishing returns, there has to be a better way. And that's you know really where like CoSell comes in, where essentially we're the LinkedIn for B2B sales partnerships, where we have a, a network that allows for sales teams to surface prospect and customer overlaps with their partners to drive the exchange of warm introductions and, and sales insights. So whether you're a startup founder, a sales rep, a CRO, a partner manager, at the startup phase, mid-market, CoSell is a great platform as, as really creating your own proprietary demand gen channel that not, you know, some, some early companies have caught on to, but there, you know, still tons of white space. Got it. Awesome. You mentioned brute force automation. I love that. I love that term and how demand gen has gone from being in marketing's responsibility to sales. Why do you think that transition happened? And why do you think that brute force automation isn't necessarily working? Yeah, there's been like a few things that, that have changed, right, in the last couple of years. For one, the cost of customer acquisition has just skyrocketed. Things like ProfitWell, they came out with a study, it has spiked, it's gone up like 50% in the last five years. There's more competition on the market, right? If you look at the Lumiscape, just the amount of companies that are popping up, like really any company that can set up AWS and Mandrill can be in business like the next day. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing more companies on the market. And a lot of these companies, again, like with these 
super high power, these great automation tools, sending out a, a ton of emails, making tons of phone calls. And my, my background's at LinkedIn. There was that kind of moment in time where LinkedIn email was like this really special thing because <laughs> it was an email. And anytime I like receive an, a connection request, like immediately I'll get like a, a LinkedIn um, email, like following it. And there's like this perfect storm of, okay, there's a, a big demand gen problem. And there's really only one, one road out. And that's, it, it, in our belief, is like that's through leveraging other sales teams that are not, that, that are non-competitive, that are going after the same market and really creating like partner source revenue at scale. And that's really what CoSell does. Got it. That makes sense. You talk about leveraging other sales teams with related partners, non, non-competing related partners. If I'm an organization who's never gone about trying to set up some of those channel or partner relationships, what would be some of the first steps that you'd have a founder or the, the head of sales do to initiate some of those relationships where you could start this co-selling process? Yeah. So I've, I've actually done, I've done co-selling offline, right? My first foray into co-selling was actually at Trello. So Trello has a ton of integration partners. And actually one day I received an email from a gentleman by the name of John Helsel. He's the head of business development at Unito and an integration partner of Trello. And the email said, Hey Pete, I'd love to set up some time to talk um, about your sale, our sales teams like co-selling together. And for me, I've heard like the term upsell, cross-sell, and I actually had to look up like co-selling. What the heck is co-selling? Because it's just, for most sales teams, it's not like this like natural thing that they do. And, and I actually had the call with John and he said, okay, let's do an export from Salesforce right into, uh, of, of just like your team's target uh, customers and, and or, you know, existing customers and target prospects. And then my team's going to go through that Google Doc, try to find overlaps, and then, and then we'll bring our sales teams back together and then we'll start like driving warm introductions where you have customers that we're trying to get into and then where we have customers that you're trying to get into. We reconvene both sales teams. We put a plan together. We did the warm intros. And then within two weeks, we actually generated like 160K in new business pipeline. Really what my learning from this experience, one, was like doing co-selling, it, it can work, but for one, it's, it's not secure. I got my wrist slapped by our VP mm-hmm. for like sharing prospect and customer accounts with, mm-hmm. with a partner. It's a massive time suck. It's impossible to track any sort of success. And of course, it's like completely done offline. And that really at that moment, that's really when like co-sell was born. And, and we've really looked to take this entire process that's offline and bring it online and really help like partner companies sell more together. So really what that looks like is you sign up for CoSell, you connect your, your CRM. We're in the process of building actually a CSV uploader, which is like a, a requested feature by some of our customers. And then you invite your other co-sellers and then we actually do all the heavy lifting, finding these overlaps uh, that you have with your partners. That's like the first thing, right? It's okay. Of, of my other co-sellers, right? In my network, who should I prioritize based on the overlap count? And then two, what are those actual overlaps? And then three, like, how can you actually drive warm introductions to scale and make it really easy? And that's really what we, we've spent a lot of time in, in building. And then, of course, how do you measure success? I think, like, with, with all those pieces together, it's at the end of the day, we're, we're just, like, trying, trying to help sales teams break through the noise and be more efficient in how they're going to market. 
Gotcha. You talked about warm introductions there, which is an important part of this process. How do you do an effective warm introduction if you've got a partner or these channel affiliated organizations that you're co-selling with? In your mind, what does a good warm introduction look like in this kind of a circumstance? Yeah. So just like how every partnership isn't created equal, right? Every kind of overlap, right? Uh, Like for instance, if both of us have an overlapping account, we're both trying to get into Looker or you have Looker as a customer, I'm trying to get into Looker. And if Looker is an account that may be on the rocks for you as a customer, then like that warm introduction might not make sense. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's CoSell is more of a tool to like enable your team to be really strategic and enabling this kind of partner collaboration between, between two companies is really what we're all about. And the warm introduction like has to one, make sense for both sides. And then two, there has to be like some value that you're adding to the customer, right? Like our vision with CoSell is just to make sales more human. In order, in order for sales to be more human, it has to, you're having to add more value for the customer, right? So if we're like an integration partner, there's obvious, there's very clear value, right? That we would get from you make, making a warm introduction into one of your customer accounts saying, Hey, this is one of our partners. We, this partner integrates with our software. You should totally use this together because it makes both of our software that much more valuable. So that's how I would think about it is it's not a kind of one to many approach, but more of a one to one type of approach where, you know, the, the balance of the balance of winning together has to be there. Yeah, and to go back to what we were originally talking about with the brute force automation and this that one to many approach, it seems like the market is shifting back more towards that one to one human centric approach that seems to be more effective because there is so much competition and because there are so many tools out there, so much competition, the cost of acquisition is through the roof. All of these are contributing factors to going back to the basics. Do you think that these warm introductions, essentially this is referral based uh, marketing, or I guess referral based selling in this regard, it's, it's going back in time. Do you think that we're going back to the roots of this being a word of mouth? Is this somewhat like word of mouth marketing or how would you define this in terms of word of mouth and referrals? Well, yeah, I, I think going back to just what's happened in the market, generating leads has become so difficult. CAC is through the roof. And, and you're seeing companies actually, we'll use Sendoso as, a, as an example, where Sendoso does physical goods marketing at scale, where you can actually like track the success of that back in the Salesforce. And I think five, 10 years ago, if you were to say, oh, a really great way to reach prospects is actually like sending a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. Most people would have laughed at you, right? It's no, you send them an email, you make a phone call, you make an, you send an an email. It's just so much more efficient. And that's, that was the mindset. It's still that mindset. Referral selling is it's in our mind, it's like the next frontier. And that's why we're super excited about it because you have all this data that's residing in your CRM that if you can invite another partner and invite other partners, plural, and unlock all this siloed information to drive warm introductions and allow for sales teams to share sales insights. That's massively valuable, right? Going at it alone has just become so, so difficult, especially for most like early stage founders. I I was on a call this morning with earlier stage company in the sales tech space. They're based in South Africa. 
And I think they're being, I think they're really being smart about their go to market strategy because, like, most companies will view partnerships and co selling as, oh, that's just something I'll do much later. But it's, you know, again, like history tends to repeat itself. (laughs) And I think we've gone so far into this, like, one to many brute force automation that we have to go back to, to now, like the, the core of it, which again, it's, it's making sales more human. And I, I think by doing that, by unlocking these relationships and insights between partners and, and for us, like building this network of interconnected CRMs can, can help, you know, really move the needle for companies that, you know, we're once having to go at it alone. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned data being siloed. Usually that's an internal problem where marketing sales success aren't aligned. RevOps is not piecing those things together. There's no alignment internally. You're talking about that data not being aligned from other organizations outside the organization. If that data is only siloed within your organization, then you can't see those connection points of where it might make sense for this partner and that partner. And, Oh, there's an opportunity here. You're talking about that data being siloed outside of the organization, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's such a cool concept because there is so much data. Like you said, we've got more data than we know what to do with, but if it's not actionable, what, what can you do with it? I just talked to uh, Taft Love, who, who's the founder of Iceberg Ops. So he does a lot of rev ops and go-to-market ops. And we talked about how Typically, that's what these founders are looking for is looking, how can I make my data actionable? Because it's all there, but if you can't make it actionable, then it's it's not really worthwhile. So it sounds like you're doing a similar thing, but with affiliated partners and these channel partners uh, versus it just inside the organization. It's economies of scale for sales, because if we're on two separate sales teams, non-competing, and you have a conversation with a buyer... And you learn about their procurement process, you learn about their upcoming initiatives, so on and so forth. And we're partners, like the fact that I am now having that other call, right, with that same customer is not only annoying for the customer, because okay, I'm having to repeat myself and to like a bunch of different salespeople, but it's it allows sales teams to better serve customers. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's really what we're all about. So hundred percent in in your, in your opinion, is this something where there is a, an affiliate kickback to the referring partner, or is this just a quid pro quo, all rising tides will raise all the ships kind of a thing. Is it more formalized in that there should be some kind of exchange when this happens and a sale is made revenue can be tied to that, to that introduction, that warm introduction, or is it just finding those right partners? partners finding and when it works out great and that'll definitely come back around for us one day which do you think is the better option in this co-selling environment yeah so actually like a lot of our early customers are doing this all offline so they're actually using co-sell as like the high tides race all ships right mm-hmm. like you scratch my back I'll scratch yours with their network of other co-sellers and where we see this going is actually creating the payment infrastructure to facilitate these like traditionally like offline referral agreements, which like, again, I think are where we need to get to first is really is phase one, which is being able to actually allow for companies to really easily track partner source and partner influence revenue. And I think if you ask like most CROs or partner managers that are doing any sort of co-selling and they're doing it offline, it's, it's near impossible to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're asking the sales team to enter 
a field in Salesforce saying, okay, this is a partner source deal. It just, it doesn't happen. So there's like a ton of kind of, I don't know, leakage that's happening with regards to like how you're tracking this. And then once we, once we can accomplish like the tracking in the product, like the payment infrastructure, that there's like a clear path to where we can go there with that. Right. Definitely. That makes sense. That makes sense. Any, any final words of advice that you'd have to founders who are just getting into co-selling, just trying to find these partners for the first time? What advice would you have to these folks just getting into this? Yeah, I would say it's never... It's never too early to think about creating co-selling partnerships. And we're seeing that with some of the early adopter companies that are thinking about partnerships early, earlier. And I think for us, our hope is that like companies that are using co-sell and, and just co-selling in general are seeing a, a massive competitive advantage. I think if we can play our cards, our hope is that if you're, if you're not co-selling, it becomes like a, a massive competitive disadvantage. There's that. I think we have a ton of content, right? On co-selling on our blog, we have an ebook, the business value of, of co-selling and six steps to co-selling success. I think those are all great resources for founders that are just thinking about this as really a new like proprietary demand gen channel. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, we're, we're still a scrappy startup. And myself, Brendan Cassidy, my co-founder and Andrew Burleson, we're always open to just speaking with with founders and folks that are just like into this new way of doing things. You can certainly find all of us on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And, and other than LinkedIn, is there anywhere else you'd want to point folks to as to how folks can find you online? Yeah. So I, obviously we have our site up, CoSell.io. You can certainly visit there. If you do a quick search for Pete Ryan, CoSell, I'm sure I'll just pop up on LinkedIn and that's, you know, really the best way to, to reach us. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas, plus action equals results. You've got new ideas, now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.